Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Going Up Cast, your weekly feel-good podcast for this week. We wrap up 2020. That's right. This week's episode is, you know, like I talked about, like my, my favorite album of the year. I think we do favorite game, but I can't fucking remember. That's why this week's episode is like really short. Um, cause I've been really focused on, uh, just kind of taking it easy and just kind of trying to reset my goddamn batteries for next year. Cause it's, it's next week guys. It's next week. Um, so there isn't really a whole lot going on this week. Just kind of a nice, simple send off to this shit ass year. It, uh, <laughs> wasn't the best. I think we can all say that for sure. There was, there were some, some good things, but it was mostly kind of bad. Um, at least in terms of the grand scheme of the world, it was a, uh, it was a bad year. Um, so I, I've, I've been focusing on, uh, just kind of recharging my goddamn batteries and taking care of myself. Um, thus the short episode, but we still do some interesting stuff this week. Do the best ofs. Uh, I try absinthe for the first time. I've discovered the joys of the Xbox game pass, which we will go into greater detail later on. Um, and I think that's about it to be perfectly honest with you guys. Like I said, 2020, right around the corner. Uh, So I'm very excited to start the year off right. Um, Twilight's been going strong. That book is actually almost fully uploaded, uh, which is kind of terrifying because I've not really read a lot of New Moon and I really need to. So looks like I need to get off my sassy butt. And if you enjoy the Going Upcast and want to support the Going Upcast, please feel free to go to patreon.com forward slash goingupcast where you get access to the, the what, do we, what do we have over there? The Nuzlocke, the Pokemon Nuzlocke run. Uh, new episodes of that coming out soon. And then I'm also doing my movie t- commentary tracks. Um, we've already done Aragon, uh, the Santa Claus, and Muppet Christmas Carol for the holidays. Um, I've already recorded uh, a couple of more, so I'm going to be uploading those here very soon. Uh, and yes, it is, it's very exciting. I'm super sleepy, um, so I'm just going to go back to my nap. And you guys can enjoy this this final episode of the Going Cast for 2020, and I will see you all next year. Hello, all right, mystery alcohol of the day, absinthe. I don't know much about absinthe, so I'm just going to read to you what it says on the bottle. <clears throat> During the heady days of the 19th century Paris. Absinthe was a traditional drink of artists like Picasso, Oscar Wilde, Van Gogh, and a bunch of other fucks. To recall this glorious time, absinthe um, is refined, uh, handcrafted in the south of France using only the highest quality spirits and botanicals, including a full measure of the legendary and notorious botanical wormwood, also known as whatever, whatever. It's 110 proof, which makes it 55% alcohol. No. Sorry, I'm texting this way. Um. So I did a little bit of cursory reading. Um, apparently there's there's a lot when it comes to drinking absinthe, including like a lot of gear and spoons and shit um, and like sugar cubes. I don't have any of that crap. So I'm going to drink it two ways. Uh, I'm going to try it straight, which means I'm just going to swig it straight from the bottle. And then I have a, a little bit of water here and I'm going to dilute it a little bit and see if that improves the flavor or lack thereof. So... Here we go. I have had things like Aquavit and um, Fernet Branca and what else would be similar to this? I haven't had Jaeger, but I'm, I'm picturing that sort of beverage. Um, I also don't really know what Wormwood is, but I, I think it has like a notorious smell or taste to it. Let's give it a good old schnifter. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, it, uh... It's got a really strong anise vibe, like licorice. Um, or like almond extract. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> just a little, just a little nip. Let's just, uh, let's just give it a go. Oh, boy. Oh. Yeah. Um, anise is a really good way to describe that. It's like, it's like a syrup, which doesn't surprise me. That's why I mentioned the Fernet Branca or the, um, the Jägermeister, because that has a very syrupy consistency to it. It's actually, like, it's very sweet, which is why it's also like a syrup. I feel like it's not too far away from being like an icing on like a cookie or something like that. It's got a really kind of nice herbal note. Um, it's herbally, like, um, almost like pine needles. Uh, or like pine resin, rather. And then, um... It's got that, like, kind of mellow licorice vibe. It's actually pretty tasty. It's a strong drink. Don't get me wrong. 55% alcohol might be the strongest booze I own. Um, but it's not bad. It's not bad. Let's see if diluting it in a little bit of water changes it at all. So this is a 50-50 split of absinthe and water. Um, yeah, I don't have, like, the fucking patience for doing it the, the slow and cool way. Spilled a little bit. Let's just, just wipe that up with my fucking tea towel here. There we go. Yeah, it's mostly gone. Okay. So, a little bit of water. Let's see if that, uh, if that changes anything. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. Yeah, it's like if you took like a... Like a licorice biscuit. And, um... Just stuck that in rubbing alcohol. Um, then, then you kind of get it. It's really bizarre. It doesn't really taste like any of the other ones, you know? Like... It's really strange. I like it. My tongue is numb. Like I've had not even not even a sh much less than a shot. Like these are these are enough to get like my tongue wet, but my whole mouth is turning numb. I'm stone cold sober. It's incredible how like it just kind of gets in you. That's super strange. I believe it's mildly hallucinogenic. Um, let's find out. Is absinthe. Uh, hallucinogenic. Hallucinogenic. Um, I spelled hallucinogenic wrong. How do you spell hallucinogen? Hallogenic. Is that it? No, it's not hallucinogenic. Um, I don't know what it was then. I, I thought there was a type of booze that was like mildly hallucinogenic, but this isn't it. Yeah, it's really, it's really powerful. Like this could not be in a mix to drink. And I don't know why you would add sugar to it. It's already so sweet. Um, at least this type of absinthe is. I don't know if like fucking there are other brands or like 
pure absinthe. I don't know what the fuck, but it's it's super strong to the point where I'm probably not even going to finish this little glass of um watered-down absinthe that I have. I will try it one more time, though, just for posterity. Jesus Christ. Wow. I think the water does take some of the harshness off of it. Because it, it is an aggressive drink. So the water does mellow it out a bit. Which does improve its um its its flavoring. And it's For me, the the, the anise flavor is something I associate with the holidays. Um because we make this like pull apart loaf for the holidays that is flavored with anise. And it's fucking delicious. Um, so this reminds me a lot of that. Um, so that is a, that is nice, but I have a ludicrous amount of this stuff and I don't know what to do with it. Um, because holy fuck, that is a, that is a face melter of a drink. 55%. I didn't, I honestly didn't think that it was going to be like that, you know, oh, 55%, whatever, but no fucking whoo boy. So Yeah. By not not even close to the best drink I've ever had, but it is far from the worst. Um, far, far, far from the worst. I would have this before other things that I've had. Um, looking at you, I don't know what's bad booze I've had. Brown sugar bourbon. That stuff was terrible. This is this is a tolerable level of sweetness compared to the brown sugar bourbon, um, and the the herbaceousness of it um, is not too far off from like a gin. Um, but just like cranked up to like 50. So yeah, absinthe. Whew. That'll wake you up. Next thing in the podcast. Well, it is the last podcast of 2020. So I thought it was high time that we talked about some of the things that happened this year in terms of a uh, terms of awesome possumness. So I thought we would start by talking about album of the year, at least my album of the year. And to be honest, pretty light year for music. When I was looking through like all the albums I like added on Spotify and really what was, what came out this year, um, there's really, well, because it's such slim pickings, album of the year shouldn't really surprise anybody. And it's The Prophecy by Ninja Sex Party. I listened to that album more than any other um, I think it's a really tight album. Some of those songs on there were like my songs of the year, according to like my top songs Spotify playlist. Out of my top five songs I listened to this year, three of them are off of The Prophecy. It's Bedtime, Mr. Crystal, and Wondering Tonight. So by default, and because I love it to pieces, The Prophecy is my album of the year. Um, runners up were like Arion Transi- uh, Transitus, which to be honest, isn't that great of an album. Um... Abyss by Unleash the Archers, which is a wonderful album, but I didn't like it as much as The Prophecy. Uh, Letter to You, Bruce Springsteen, which is another great album, um, but it's kind of boring and none of it really sticks with you. Um, I know I'm kind of like pissing on some of these albums. Um, I know Nightwish came out with a new album, but I thought it was fine. Space Ninjas from Hell by Victorious did come out this year, and I thought that was really good, and I love that album, but Ninja Sex Party wins. So, for me at least... Prophecy was the best album to come out in 2020. Um, and it was, at least for, for my style of music, it was a fairly light year when it came to uh, came to stuff that I really enjoy. I know a new Arion came out and every album came out and everything, but I'm just like, it was okay. I mean, I didn't really didn't really listen to it all that much. So sometimes that's just um, that's just what uh, 
what I think about it. Yeah. I don't even know about, like, movies or anything like that. I haven't seen fucking diddly squat in terms of movies that came out this year. So, I think we're just going to skip that as a category. Best game of 2020? Shadowlands. Um, almost, almost without really thinking about it. Uh, World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Like, I absolutely loved the world. The only reason I'm not playing it right now is because my subscription ran out and I... I'm not going to resubscribe for a little while um, because at the time of recording this, it's it's Steam Winter Sale and I just picked up um, uh, The Witcher 3. So I've, I'm probably going to start playing that here along with Cyberpunk, you know, and I also just started a new game on Pokemon Platinum. But in terms of games I was looking forward to that didn't disappoint me, that I can't wait to dive into deeper later. Shadowlands. World of Warcraft Shadowlands was probably my game of the year. I know it's an expansion, but, like, for me, it, it, it feels like a new game. Um, and if we don't count expansions, then it's probably Cyberpunk. Um, I really enjoyed Phasmophobia um, this year, but it's probably not my game of the year. Um, Fall Guys. Fall Guys. Might be Fall Guys. Fall Guys came out this year, and that's just a ton of fun. Um, so... It's still Shadowlands, but if you wanted to talk about, like, games that legitimately came out this year, I thought Fall Guys was great. I've been playing it a lot lately, and that's just, that's just dumb fun. And it's, it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, a lot of great games to come out this year. Not a lot of great movies, not a lot of great albums, but great games? Hell yes. So, that is the, uh, that is the year roundup, um, for, for me. Uh, best place I went to? Uh, probably... Where did I go this year? Probably forgetting some stuff, but like Leavenworth with friends was a ton of fun. Going on, going to Mount Baker with my dad was a blast. Um, those sorts of things. I got a new apartment this year, which I absolutely love to pieces. So that was pretty fantastic. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's 2020 in review. Um, didn't get COVID. I mean, the year's not over yet, so I suppose it's still technically possible. But as of right now, I don't have COVID, so woohoo. Um, yeah. 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 Go listen to The Prophecy. It's amazing. Go play Shadowlands. It's awesome. Watch movies. I don't know. Next thing in the podcast. So a long, long time ago, when the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X, I think is what we're on, uh, were announced, I remember saying something along the lines of Microsoft is winning the um, cross-platform side of things where all of the Xbox exclusive games are also available on PC. And that's kind of my my big reason for not wanting to get a fucking um, Xbox because I'm like, you know, I have the PlayStation, or I did until I gave it to my uh, my brother to to play the PlayStation Four games, um, and I'll buy a PlayStation Five when they become available. But um, that's the the big reason why I never got the Xbox. But I'd never really like followed through with that idea that all the Xbox games are also on PC um, until uh, my my brother let me know about the the Xbox Game Pass. And while I was aware of this existing, I wasn't exactly sure how awesome it really was. And so I wanted to talk to you guys about this because it was new to me, so I wanted to share it with you. So um, without a deal, it is $10 a month for just PC. If you have both Xbox and PC, it's $15 a month for you to be able to play these games across 
both platforms and that's it you you pay that fee and you get access to just a metric ass load of games games from all the fucking over walks of life like alan wake is on there age of empires 3 is on there among us is on there arc blair witch battle toads bro force celeste uh cluster truck city skylines just a fucking ass load of games dead by daylight uh disneyland adventures dishonored doom eternal the new doom game that came out not that long ago that's on there don't starve Oh my god, it's 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 incredible. There are four Final Fantasy games, Final Fantasy 9, 7, 8, and 15. And I never played Final Fantasy 15, so now I finally get to play that. Um, the Outer Worlds is on there. Sea of Thieves, Killer Instinct is on there. Um, Ukulele, New Super Lucky Tale, like platformers. Like, it's awesome. And if you like the other side of gaming, it's got like Football Manager, Forza Motor- Motorsport, uh, F1 2019, Gears 5. Um, all the Halo games, like all the Halo games, Halo 2, 3, OS, ODST, 4, Gears of War 4, fucking Halo Wars Definitive Edition, Halo Reach, Halo Wars 2, um, Halo Spartan Strike and Spartan Assault, Master Chief Collection, it's all on there, guys. It's all on there. And I'm not sponsored, but I will say that, like, if you were to buy all of these games, it would cost you thousands of dollars. But you could do, like, a year or two of Game Pass and have it be financially responsible. If they never added games, it'd be, like, a year or two. If you played everything on here. Like, buying it at full price versus $9.99 a month, you know, you're saving a lot of money going this route. And they add new games all the time. From yesterday, when I fucking installed this shit, to today, they added a new game here at the very top called... Hold on, it's loading. What game did they add? That added a new game since yesterday when I first got in and today when I'm when I'm looking at it. A Plague Tale Innocence. I don't know what that is, but now it's on here. So, fucking cool. And because I'm paying for it, I have access to all of these games whenever the fuck I want. I can try them all for free. And they're not demos. It's the full game. So, yeah, if you like video games and you're a PC player or an Xbox player, you gotta get the Xbox Game Pass. It is... One of, one of the better deals I've ever seen when it comes to, like, game accessibility. And as of yesterday, when I bought the damn thing, um, there is a deal. I, I'm saying this with a fucking asterisk that it might be gone by the time you all hear this. That you can get three months for Xbox Game Pass on PC for a dollar each month. So for three bucks, you get three months of basically infinite games. And it's It's fantastic. Um, I think The Witcher is on there. I'm not 100% sure about that one. Um, but it's got a lot of great fucking games. And I would highly recommend it. If you're a gamer like I am, if you're, if you're like me, and you like games, check this shit out. Next thing in the podcast. Happy podcast after the holidays, everybody. I just wanted to talk real quick about some of the some of the awesome things I got that I'm really excited about. Uh, whoop, oh god, I'm dropping things. Uh, first thing that uh, comes to mind was I got a heated mattress pad, which is wonderful. It doesn't have a timer setting on it, which I thought was peculiar. Um, so my plan is to basically like all I always like lay in bed and like phone surf or read a book for a little while. I'm just gonna crank the heat up to maximum during that time, so it just like shoots out just a bunch of warmness, 
And then right as I'm like getting ready to like snuggle down for sleep, I'm gonna turn the thing off. Cause I don't want it on like all night. I just want it for like that initial burst of heat. And then I'll just let my body heat carry me the rest of the night. So I got that. Um, I got the, the World of Critical Role which is uh, a nonfiction book that talks about the history of the like the cast and the game and how it all came together. So I'm reading that right now. Um, I'm also gonna be doing an audiobook for that, so that'll happen at some point. Probably just gonna drop that whole thing at once, um, but that's how I'm reading that book. Uh, I got a tabletop um, greenhouse, so I can start finally growing my, my bonsai tree kit that I got last year for Christmas. And um, I also have like a hot pepper kit um, but I think the hot peppers might grow too large beyond the confines of the um, of the greenhouse. So I'm going to have to figure out another solution for that. Might start them in the greenhouse and then move them out of the greenhouse once they're like too big for it. That might be a, a good way to do it. I sound out of breath and it's just because it worked out. Um, got a lot of bath bombs. I love a good old fashioned bath. Uh, the D&D cookbook, which I'm really excited about. I'm going to dive into that at some point. Hopefully when we can do in-person games again. I got a, a, a 3D printed dice jail for D&D. When the dice fucking misbehaves, it goes in jail. Um, and that's that's very good to, to have. Um, a make your own gin kit, a couple of puzzles, um, including one of the Great Wave, that amazing Japanese painting that I absolutely love. I've got it on my shower curtain, on a pair of socks, on a mug, and now in a puzzle. Um, I got a big Lion King puzzle that I'm really excited about. Um, got a bottle of whiskey. Of course I did. I actually got 13 bottles of whiskey. Um, but 12 of them were in a uh, wonderful advent calendar. Uh, none of which survived. That's all That's all been consumed. That's all gone. Um, but I got another bottle of whiskey. Um, gosh. What else did I get? Page a day calendar. Um, and a couple of other uh, bits and bobs here and there. It was, a, it was a wonderful Christmas. I spent the morning with my family. Spent Christmas Eve with my folks. Um, just, just kind of, you know, having a nice, safe Christmas. And, uh, then I went down to see some friends and opened up presents there and we played some games. Um, oh yeah, um, I got to play Kirby Star Allies, which is on the Nintendo Switch, which was just tons of fun. Four player, like, couch co-op, um, using different abilities from different enemies, uh, that become allies, uh, to solve different puzzles. And it was just very colorful and really light and fun and nice and sweet and I loved it um, so that game was fantastic and then we played uh, Link's Awakening um, or rather I watched my friend play Link's Awakening and they were just having the best time and uh, that game looks incredible and I, I never really played um, Link growing up because I didn't really have a Nintendo system until the GameCube um, my first console was like this big blue plastic thing that had like Duck Hunt and a bunch of really weird old school retro games, and I think the console was like thirty dollars. But um, that console was just a fucking blast. I never, I never knew what that thing was called. Um, but my first, uh, like, first party console was the GameCube or the Nintendo DS, one or the other. But I, you know, I, I started with Nintendo consoles, and then I had an Xbox for a really long time, and then it wasn't until I was, uh, until like a couple of years ago when I picked up the the PlayStation Four. And um, I kind of switched to Sony's camp. Um, and of course, I still have access to the Xbox games because of the Xbox Game Pass, which we already talked about. Um, but yeah, Link's Awakening was just just a ton of fun. Um, and I and I loved the music and the like the, the retro style redone in this fantastic chibi claymation looking animation. And I thought it was fantastic. So we, we had a good time with that. Um, although that claw game is broken as bullshit. And fuck that. Fuck that noise. The fucking rupee just slid right out of it. 
Even though we totally timed it perfectly, but that's fine. That's whatever, you know, it's just one of those things. Oh, well. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a really good holiday. And um, by the time you guys hear this, I'm back at work. I have a three-day weekend coming up for uh, New Year's, which will be nice. One more micro holiday before uh, the year really kicks off. And um, we kind of plunge right back into it. But that was, a, that was my holiday. I hope you all had a tremendous holiday as well. Um, it was just uh, it was just really good. And now we will move on to the next thing in the podcast. So thanks to the Xbox Game Pass, I've tried a handful of games. I tried uh, Ukulele, which was, you know, that's one of those infamous games for me because it was like, oh my god, it's the team that made Banjo-Kazooie from Rare, and they're back, and they're gonna make a fucking game where it's like the same, but different, and instead of Banjo, it's a ukulele, get it? It's all string instruments. Um, and so it was, it was really hyped, and I never touched it um, when it originally came out, I think like three years ago now, and it's on Xbox Game Pass, so I was like, I'll give this a shot. And I was never big on platformers, although I I did very much prefer the the 3D um, platformer to something like Mario or Sonic or any of those like classic 2Ds. Um, I was never very good at those, so I would tend to avoid them and I avoid most of the uh, 2D platformers. But I liked I liked that style, and so I thought ukulele was going to be. Uh, Kind of that jam. But ukulele, at least the level I played, was um, like 2D. Uh, but my problem was that it just kind of like launched you in. And at least this version did, like the impossible maze. It was just like, oh no, random bad guy has a power. Stop him. And I'm like, I don't know who these characters are and I don't really care. And uh, so I stopped. It just it didn't hook me. I have this, this glorious fucking library of games so yeah i'm kind of i'm kind of treating them a little blase where it's like you know what you had 30 seconds to intrigue me and you didn't so uninstalled and i moved along i'm sure it's a fine game but i i tried another game later on called new super lucky tail which that game i did play at pax and i have a fucking lucky tail plushie that i went out of like a claw machine i have it i still have it it's in my bookcase and so I've always been interested in playing that game because I'm like, well, I played it at PAX and I thought it was really good. And so I, I wanted to try it again, you know, especially because I have merchandise for it and I don't have merchandise for many, many games. Um, and I loved that. It has this wonderful uh, prologue that lets you know, like, who the characters are and what the hell's going down. It's like, you got to fight, like, Mr. Mittens and the goddamn um, Kitty Litter, I believe is what, like, the group of... Uh, evil cats was called um i thought it was really adorable and i played like through the first level and it has this really fun like exploration side of things that i would expect from like a new super mario world game like the new 3d ones it's got that level or like odyssey you know each level is just packed full of stuff and it's designed to be like replayed over and over again so you collect everything um and it, it has that kind of level 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 um feel to it that you would get out of like uh, new Mario 64 and I thought the character of Lucky was really cute and the the abilities that Lucky had like uh, being able to, to snuffle around in the dirt to get like golden stuff and to go underneath cages and stuff like that to get the goodies inside and uh, was really intuitive and made uh, movement like really flowing and fun so I enjoyed the hell out of that game 
Um, and I, I felt like uh, Super Lucky Tail was everything that ukulele wanted to be, but wasn't. And and in my experience, the, the biggest thing that Super Lucky Tail was that ukulele wasn't was intriguing. And uh, and it hooked me. So I will I will continue to play that game. I thought that was a lot of fun. And then I also tried Disneyland Adventures, which I remember from being on like the Xbox. Uh, it's basically just like you make your character and you run around Disneyland and you do like you don't ride like the rides as in you're like sitting there and just like experiencing that there's like mini games and stuff with like the rides and it's kind of cheesy but it's a really good um modeling of disneyland and it's pretty accurate to disneyland so i thought i would enjoy it from that point of view but um i like i think i broke the controls at some point and i couldn't figure out what i did wrong so i just said fuck it and bailed um which you know again if I spent real money on this, I probably would have tried harder to figure out what happened with that game. But since I didn't, I was just like, eh, it's fine. I don't, I don't really care. I got the gist of what that game's about. It seems fun, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And of course, I was playing some Killer Instinct. Just fucking love that game. I'm, I'm a bit into fighting games. Not too much, but certainly enough to, like, you know, I, I played, like, Street Fighter V, like, a fuck ton when that first dropped in, um, PAX. You know when that when I had my my first chance uh, to experience it. The other two games that I'm really really excited to try, which um I haven't. Uh, oh wow, I should I should download that. Okay, hold. On. There's a um <laughs> there's a 4K resolution pack for uh, Final Fantasy 15. So I'm just gonna get that right now. Um yes, it's it's fucking me. Verify my pin. I will say that's probably um one of the uh weirdest parts about using the xbox game past is you need to have the um the microsoft authenticator app on your phone and it will it'll kind of ping you know every now and then for you to why is the 4k resolution pack 66.3 gigs okay wow all right that's just well this game better look fucking incredible then if i'm gonna spend i mean the original game was absurd it was like 80 gigs so now it's like oh man another 60 gigs on top of that just for hd all right well you know what better fucking be good so i got final fantasy i'm really excited about that and then i've got the the outer worlds which i heard a lot of really good things about um and so i'm really excited to play that as well a lot of great fucking games also i can make this sound with an empty m&m's bottle <laughs> that's fine is that m&m in here oh no it's trash that's right i put trash in there um, yeah, those were some of the first games I tried. I'll keep you guys posted on other games I try. Like, I need to try Doom Eternal and stuff like that. And I think Forza Horizon 4 could be really fun and, um, other, other things like that. Like, I never really played the Halo games, if I'm perfectly honest with you. Maybe I'll give those a shot. Wouldn't that be interesting? Moving on to the next thing, a podcast. Thank you all very much for listening to this week's episode of the Going Up Cast. I hope you all have a wonderful new year, and I will see you next week for another new episode. Have a good one, everyone.